Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans? It is your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Tuesday, December 22nd. And on the program, we are going to discuss the latest around the Boston Bruins, the biggest story being the future of Zdeno Chara. We'll also take a look at some other notes from Cam Neely's Zoom availability on Monday and look at some news and notes from around the NHL. Before we get to all that, let me remind you that the podcast is available, of course, on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, wherever you get your podcasts, if you could kindly subscribe, each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be so very much appreciated. If you're on Twitter, you can find the podcast at LO underscore Boston Bruins. At the moment, we are at 561 followers, so if we could get that up, that would be amazing. Also on Instagram at Locked On Boston Bruins. You can find me at both platforms at Ian C. McLaren. I should also add off the top here that if you hear any noise in the background, it is the holiday break up here in Ontario, meaning three boys are wandering around the house. Uh, not unsupervised, I should add, but uh, yeah, if there's any background noise, that will be it. So Cam Neely, as I said, president of the Boston Bruins, jumped on Zoom on Monday to talk about the NHL and the NHLPA agreeing to the parameters of a shortened season for 2020-2021. The Bruins will be back on the ice to begin a new season on January 13th, although might not exactly be that day. We don't have the schedule yet. And he said it's great to have a date set because the suspended anticipation was killing us. Not knowing, not understanding if we're going to play, where we're going to play, when we're going to play. And certainly some of those questions have been answered. Now, one of the big question marks surrounding the Boston Bruins at the moment is whether Zdeno Chara will be at training camp wearing the black and gold for a 15th season. He's an unrestricted free agent, 43-year-old defenseman, and Cam Neely indicated that discussions with Boston's longtime captain are ongoing. He said, we still have to flush that out. I think Z was waiting to see what the schedule looked like and how that might impact his decision, so we're still flushing it out. Neely did say we do want to take a look at some of these young left-shot defensemen that we have in our system. He added, we certainly respect Zdeno and everything he's done for the organization and what he's accomplished as a player, what he's done both on and off the ice here in Boston. It's really just a matter of what his desire is, how the coaching staff and we feel our lineup should look like or could look like depending on the development of some of these young guys. Neely continued, is that something he would be comfortable with? How we maybe envision it looking compared to maybe how he feels it may look? 
This is a really difficult time for anybody that's going to come off a long break and have a short training camp and jump right into a compressed schedule with a number of back-to-backs and I think 116 days to play 56 games. There's a lot of factors in play about what makes sense for us and what makes sense for Zdeno. So reading between the lines there, you see a couple things happening. The Bruins do have some young left shot defensemen that they're pretty high on and they want to see what they can do. With the departure of Tory Krug to the St. Louis Blues, we know Matt Grizzlick will take a pretty prominent role on the left side, likely paired with Charlie McAvoy. But then you also have Jeremy Lozon, who looked pretty good last season. Jacob Borel, who came on very strong for the Providence Bruins near the end of the season. And then Yerho Vakaninen, who was a first-round pick as well, and who they want to see, again, what they have in this player. Chara, also 43 years old, doesn't quite have the speed or the stamina to keep up with a compressed schedule, many back-to-backs. The Bruins envision him probably coming back in a very limited role, third-pairing defenseman, penalty kills, uh, beating out the clock near the end of the game if the other team has pulled a goalie for an extra attacker, and likely getting the night off on some of these back-to-backs. There'll be these taxi squads as well, and the Bruins will be able to kind of rotate players in and out based on uh, injuries in the event of COVID isolation and things like that. So yeah, the question is whether Chara would be willing to come back knowing that his role will be very limited with the Bruins and that this team wants to see what they have in these first and second round picks that they have invested in, they've been developing. And you know what? That's totally fair on the Bruins side. As Neely mentioned, Chara has been an amazing player for them. Uh, He's done so much for the organization, lifted the cup as a captain back in 2011, and they certainly do respect everything he's done. But again, it's, it's kind of what's best for the team at the moment. Now on Chara's end of things, his agent Matt Keeter told Pierre Lebrun on Monday night that he's had 20 plus teams reach out to him, but Chara's focus right now is to talk to Boston. He still has the option to retire, but he seems very interested in playing if it's the right fit. Chara, after the bubble experience came out and said that if he wanted to play hockey in 2021, which he certainly did, he wanted it to be in Boston. Uh, He didn't come out and say Boston or retirement, and there are certainly options on the table for him, but his heart is certainly with the Bruins Unfinished business after 2019, after the playoff run in 2020 in Toronto. And um, yeah, again, it certainly seems like he wants to come back to the Bruins and they're just kind of waiting it out to see what happens. Again, agent Matt Keeter saying he expects to talk to the Bruins in the cup coming days. The Bruins have about $3 million in available cap space, and hopefully they can get something done. But I completely understand if the Bruins feel that it's best for them to see what they have in these young guys. 
Ideally, Chara would be around in the background to pick up the slack if it doesn't work out or if one of them proves not to be up to the task. Uh, but I wouldn't hold it against Chara if he signed with another team for some guaranteed playing time and a shot at a cup. Keep in mind, the Bruins also have 30-year-old John Moore signed for three more seasons at a $2.75 million cap hit. He's a left-hand shot defenseman. And uh, so what happens to him? Ideally, they could trade him, but uh, that is not um, set in stone by any means. And there's certainly questions about if a team would want to take on that contract and that commitment. So again, from my perspective, I think we've seen enough from Jeremy Lozon to see that he is an NHL defenseman. The Bruins do want to see what they have in Jacobs Borrell and perhaps Iro Vakaninen this season to a lesser extent. So that's three defensemen that you have on the left side right there, plus John Moore. So yeah, again, it would be amazing to have Chara back uh, in a limited role to provide that defensive presence that he brings, the size, the uh, the reach, the defensive shutdown ability, and also, of course, his leadership and his um, everything that he brings to the team off the ice as well. Having said that, I certainly, again, understand the desire to get those young guys some reps, especially in a shortened season, and then you know, coming back quickly in the fall for a full regular season where these guys might even have a bigger role. So see what you have now. Be able to make more informed decisions for 2021-22 and uh, go from there. Hopefully they can come to an agreement with Chara and that he'll be back for at least one more season. Uh, And yeah, to Z or not to Z, that is the question. And hopefully we'll get some answers here in the next couple days. Before we move on, let's talk for a moment about Built Go, an exciting new product from the makers of Built Bar, and it helps you break through the wall that we all hit at some point during the workday, whether it be mental or physical. It's the best workout gel on the market. It's like a five-hour energy boost without the same crash feeling that comes with alternatives, plus it's natural and better for your body. It comes in three delicious flavors peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. It combines energy gel with a collagen protein that's fast-absorbing, so it gets into your system fast, and it's easy on the stomach. Loaded with good stuff to ignite your workday or workout, beta-alanine, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine. It also promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. If you go to BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. In his Zoom availability on Monday, Cam Neely also addressed some other hot topics surrounding the Boston Bruins. He provided updates on top-line wingers Brad Marchand and David Pasternak, both of whom are recovering from off-season surgeries. Marchand underwent a sports hernia repair on September 14th with a projected four-month recovery, and he has been on the ice a couple times already per Neely, which is a very good sign. So if you uh, go by September 14th, October, November, December, January, 
he could very well be ready for opening night on January 13th, which is really great to see. Pasternak, he's rehabbing from a right hip arthroscopy and labral repair that was performed on September 16th. Neely said the winger has returned to Boston to continue his recovery process and hopefully to, you know, quarantine better than he did prior to the bubble. And he has a projected uh, recovery time of five months. So that would mean he could miss about a month of the regular season. There are no other injury concerns right now, as far as Neely knows. There will be updates on Marshan and Pasternak once training camp begins. And um, at the moment, there are no firm dates for their return. More and more players are trickling back into town for voluntary workouts at Warrior Ice Arena. And he is not yet aware of any players opting to sit out the regular season. If you recall, Steve Kampfer uh, opted out of the bubble. Tukarask, of course, left the bubble due to a family emergency, but uh, no indication at the moment that any of his players are going to sit out. Now, part of the plan includes realigned divisions, and the Bruins will be in an East division which will feature eight games each against the Sabres, Devils, Islanders, Rangers, Flyers, Penguins, and Capitals. Neely said he doesn't think it will take long to get these rivalries fired up. There's history between Boston and the Rangers for years, and when they play in Boston, when they play in New York, there's a lot of fans of both teams. The recent history we've had with Philly in the playoffs will spark some rivalry, Neely believes, and playing any team that many times in such a short period of time, guys will get sick of each other in a hurry. It got me to thinking about, yeah, who who are the Bruins' rivals in this division? Obviously, Montreal is out of the division. Uh, the Maple Leafs, who have been their quote-unquote rival for the last few years, are gone. The Lightning are gone. The Bruins do have some history with the Flyers. Uh, the... Um, you know, reverse sweep in 2010, and then the Bruins countering with an actual sweep in 2011. Um, and then there was a bit of that going on this season as the Flyers were coming on late in the regular season. Uh, the Bruins have, of course, played the Penguins in the playoffs recently, uh, sweeping them in the conference finals in 2013. There was a bit of that rivalry there with... Um, Jerome McGinley choosing to go to Pittsburgh and then signing with the Bruins. Really, I think, yeah, it's it's Philly at the moment, but I would love to see that Rangers rivalry rekindled. Original six, uh, they're the only two original six teams in this division, and the whole Boston-New York thing, I think that could be really cool to uh, rekindle as well. Neely also said that the Bruins and TD Garden have been preparing for months to create a safe environment once state and city officials give the green light to allow fans back in the building. He said he hopes the building can be full at some point in 2021, but obviously it's out of the team's control. They're going to be dependent on state and city regulations and guidelines. 
He said the staff at the Garden have done a lot of work behind the scenes to make it as fan-friendly as possible, as safe as possible, and when they're allowed to have fans in the building, uh, they're going to have to go through a bunch of protocols. I would imagine that includes plexi barriers uh, in the bathrooms and snack stands and things like that at the very least. Safety is obviously the most important thing for the Bruins. A lot of work's been done so that when they do get that green light, everyone can feel comfortable watching the games being played live. The main thing Neely said is kind of entering the building, how to enter, exit six feet apart, how to go up escalators six feet apart, where the fans sit depending on if it's a family, restrooms are outfitted with protection, same with the concessions, Um, there has to be distancing, waiting in line, things like that. He said they certainly hope for a full house at some point this year, whether it's May, June, July. Are they going to have fans in January? Probably not. February, perhaps. But again, it's, it's out of their control. There was some talk of playing outdoors at Fenway Park. Um, Neely admitted it's a big undertaking getting the system outdoors to play on. They looked hard at it, but it looked like it was the best course to stick to playing at TD Garden for now. Now, going back to Pasternak's injury for a moment, he, like I said, will be out for about a month into the regular season. And that really um, brings to light the importance of the signing of Craig Smith. You'd expect that either he or Andre Kasha will be bumped up to the top line with Marchand and Bergeron in Pasternak's absence. And then uh, below that, you might see Carson Kuhlman, perhaps even Zach Sinitian, get a look on the third line while they, um, yeah, wait for Pasternak to get back. So uh, really important to have that depth on the right side. And it will be tested early with Pasternak's injury, but between Kasha and Smith, uh, those are two very capable top six wingers. And I really think that will be uh, a strength for the Bruins uh, here in the early going at the very least. So, um, yeah, this morning on The Athletic, Fluto Shinzawa has a a great piece up uh, on Craig Smith. Dependability is the hallmark of new Bruins right wing. If you have a subscription, I recommend checking that out. And uh, let me just RT that on the uh, Locked On Boston Bruins Twitter account so that you can uh, find it there as well. Before we move on, I should mention that, uh, yeah, our series on which Bruins wore it best has kind of been put on pause now that we have some actual hockey news. We will be going back to five days a week beginning in January, so try to fit it in there. Might be some off-season content, but we will get to numbers 1 through 39 at some point. Tomorrow on the show, I'm hopeful to be joined by a a good friend of the podcast who's been on before, Court Lalonde, uh, so you can look forward to that. Let's talk for a moment about Bet Online. Are you ready for some football? College football is heading into the bowl season. There's some big matchups coming up. The NFL regular season is finishing up, and the playoff picture is becoming clearer. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we here at Locked On trust, and that's betonline.ag. If you sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON. 
to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's finish by looking at some news and notes from around the NHL. Normally, this would have an impact on the Bruins, but not this season. But it's definitely worth noting. The Tampa Bay Lightning have a bit of a cap crunch going on with some restricted free agents to sign in Anthony Sorelli and Eric Cernak. To help accommodate that, it's kind of, quote-unquote, worked out that Nikita Kucherov has a nagging hip injury that could put him on LTIR to begin the season. He received an injection after experiencing discomfort during off-season workouts. He was expected to skate on Monday to see how he felt. And if it's determined that he's unable to play, then he could be put on LTIR, freeing up some cap space for them to re-sign Sorelli and Cernak. The, uh, you know, cynic in me... Questions whether or not, uh, you know, they'll have a magic recovery in time for the playoffs where the salary cap doesn't really matter. But still, to lose Kucherov for an entire regular season would be uh, very detrimental for the Tampa Bay Lightning, despite the fact that they have a very talented team that, of course, uh, just won the Stanley Cup. It looks like in the order to help stir up some hockey-related revenue. There will be ads on players' helmets this year. Uh, Yeah, we'll see what that means for the Bruins. Are we going to see some Duncan stickers on their helmets? Uh, They're going to lose a lot of money by not having fans in the stands, and this will be an attempt to kind of, uh, yeah, get some of that revenue flowing again. Taking another look at Mike Hoffman, who's an unrestricted free agent. Many Bruins fans have their eyes on him. The Athletics' Pierre Lebrun believes he could be a fit with uh, the St. Louis Blues. Now that Alex Steen is announcing his retirement due to a back injury, they'll be able to bury that cap hit, freeing up $5.75 million, and that could very well go to signing... Hoffman, they do have restrictive free agent Vince Dunn to be signed, uh, but I'm sure they could be somewhat creative and be able to um, make some room for him, which would be definitely unfortunate. I had talked a bit last season about the Bruins' possible interest in Ilya Kovalchuk. He, of course, had signed with the Canadians and then was traded to the Capitals. Looks like he is going back to the KHL, reportedly signing with avant-garde Omsk because he could not find any takers in the NHL and uh, perhaps that changes now that he knows there is a uh, firm date to begin the season Uh, he did fit in pretty well with the the Canadians maybe they'll revisit that but um, yeah looks like he's heading back to the KHL for the time being that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, we'll be back again tomorrow with one more episode before Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And again, like I said, we'll be going back to five episodes per week beginning January 4th. Now, before I go, I want to give a quick show recommendation. If you're looking for something uh, light and upbeat to watch During this kind of difficult holiday season, I cannot recommend Ted Lasso enough, the Apple TV show starring Jason Sudeikis, where he's an American football coach that 
heads over to London to manage a fictional Premier League club, Richmond uh, FC. Uh, such a great show. We burned through it in about five nights, a couple episodes per night. And uh, yeah, I cannot recommend it enough. It is so, so delightful. And uh, I really do uh, hope you all check it out if you can. I'm also, yeah, just reading a John Grisham book, Sycamore Row, uh, follow-up to A Time to Kill, which I never got around to reading, and it's pretty good so far. Um, and yeah, just trying to to stay positive, stay loose. We are going into another lockdown up here in Ontario, uh, so the next few weeks could be, could be challenging for sure, definitely missing family in Ottawa, and um, just trying to make the best of this crazy holiday season. If you have... Um, yeah, any Bruins questions or feedback for the show, please do reach out at ENC McLaren or at LO underscore Boston Bruins. And uh, just know that you're not alone during this this crazy holiday season this year. Uh, yeah, please do subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Toss up a rating and a review. And uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow, friends. Please do take care of yourselves and each other.